morning, everyone. Welcome to our communion table. And uh, let's now give God a moment of silence. Then we will uh, ask God to descend upon us in a special way. Dear God, our Creator, our King, our Father, we come to your throne of glory, a throne of grace. We are here to acknowledge you as who you are and to thank you for what you have done. We thank you mostly for what you've done on the cross through your Son, who is Jesus Christ, now our King, our Lord, and our Head. We're here to acknowledge that you are holy and we are sinners. But thanks to the grace in Christ Jesus, we have been transformed and called saints now and promised for justification now, sanctification progressively, and glorification at the end. For all of this, your word, we believe and we trust and we are thankful. We pray that we will react to your grace with obedience. And with obedience, you shall give us blessings in all the forms you think best for us. So we are here to acknowledge also that even though we have been transformed by our simple faith in Christ Jesus, we are not totally consistent all the time in all the elements of your command. So we pray for your forgiveness for your covering by the blood of Jesus and for your fill, filling with the Holy Spirit whom you have sent to not only to regenerate our spirit but also live in us eternally, indwelling us and will never separate from us. His presence is the down payment of you pr your promised presence with us face to face in the future. And uh, we believe and we just want to confess and to restore the fullness in the grace and in the filling of the Holy Spirit and in the empowerment of the ability to think right in your way and to defend against the world and to be prepared for the spiritual warfare at the end time. We come here with all of the above acknowledgement and confession. We pray now you accept our words and fill us with your word. In Jesus' name we pray.
we're going to start a new series in our devotional communion. It's called Christ in Isaiah. Okay, we have just done Christ in Psalms, a series by itself, and then Christ in the other wisdom books. As I have presented to you, I think you have sensed now that Christ is in the Bible. It's true. It's in the every, he's in the every book of the Bible, but more in some than the others. And some are really direct. Some are kind of derived, right? The two most quoted books in the New Testament are Psalms and Isaiah. Why? Because Christ is in both of these books in direct way. Okay, so in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah is a great book. You know, Isaiah the prophet probably wrote the book in several decades and it's well designed and it's not only is God's word and also carries the the uh, writer's personality he was a noble man he was a kin of the king he has some saying in the court he doesn't always get heeded so um, uh, he, he is well educated and he loves beauty and symmetry and uh, as a physicist I like to find symmetries so I found out in Christ there are four songs of the servants. There are four um, extend extensions of the songs of the servants. There are four songs of the Messiahs. There are four odes to Zion. And there are, um, these four correspond to the four images of the cherub. And they correspond to the four Gospels of Christ. So, do you see symmetries? And I'm trying to present to you in this series about Christ in Isaiah. I think these are intentional, and I think uh, they do make correspondences, and they form a beautiful theology based on a beautiful book. So, sometimes you get to publish something. I want to publish aesthetic Bible, you know, <laughs> the Bible with prints and then uh, with symmetry in there, okay, and so we'll see. Um, maybe all of you could help me, okay. I'm not so good in drawing and those things, but I have the ideas. So the first song of the servant is in Isaiah uh, 42, verses 1 through 9. Isaiah, generally speaking, you can divide into two parts, 39 chapters about the judgment and then 27 chapters about the grace. How many books are there in the Old Testament? 39. Old Testament, 39. New Testament, 27. Altogether, 66. So that's why Isaiah is called the small Bible because it has two portions corresponding to the Old Testament and New Testament. One about judgment, one about grace. Totally chapter is agreeing with the total number of books. So, coincidence? Well, since chapter was uh, kind of divided later, maybe, but I doubt it. I think the even the chapter dividers had some God's sprinkling on them of the wisdom. So let's read the first song of the servant. Um, Isaiah 42, 1. Behold, my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one, 
in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry out or raise his voice, nor make his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not be disheartened or crushed until he has established justice on, uh, on the earth, in the earth. And the coastlands will wait expectantly for his law. Thus says the Lord uh, God, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and its offsprings, who gave breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will also hold you by the hand and watch over you. And I will appoint you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nations, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon and those who dwell in darkness from the prison. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things have come to pass. Now I declare new things. Before they spring forth, I proclaim them to you. So who is this you? Christ Jesus. Okay. He is the servant of the Lord. He was called by the Lord. Actually, he, when you see capitalized the Lord in Old Testament, it, it's tetragrammaton. It's just Y-H-W-H. It, it doesn't have the vowels in there. It really, the pronunciation, we're not sure. It may be Yahweh, but we're not sure anymore because the Jews thought they could not pronounce it because they don't want to take the name of the Lord in vain. Uh, so they forgot about it. But it's probably related to Ich-I, to be, the one who is. As God says, I am who I am, right? So God always is. He was, is, and always is. So God says, I am the eternal one, and I have chosen you. I will give a new covenant to the world but I will reveal it first to you, okay? And your character is wisdom and caring. He says, a bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. And so he is loving and caring. He will give his life to save others, as Jesus have done. And he will also proclaim the truth to all nations, to the coastlands, and, you know, the Jewish people, uh, Israelites, they are mountainous people. They don't like the seas. The coastlands, in their words, is the western uh, lands beyond the Mediterranean Sea, which is basically Greco-Roman world. Okay, it's the nations. Okay, and he's gonna proclaim the truth, especially establish justice over all the nations. Okay, so he is the ultimate philosopher king. You know, Plato wrote the Republic. And he dreamed of having a philosopher king who will rule with wisdom. Okay, well, un unfortunately, most kings who claim to be philosophers have very bad <laughs> philosophies <laughs> and bad characters. So they turn out to be disasters for their nations. Okay, as Mao Zedong, you know, he wrote philosophy books, but he was a disaster. 
and he's so sure that he's right, and his tyranny cost hundreds of millions of lives. Okay, the true philosopher king is the one whose character is perfect, whose understanding of the eternal God is perfect as one to one. And Jesus says, I and the Father am one. There will be only one true, wise, and just philosopher king that will be Jesus Christ, and it will be realized in the time of the millennial kingdom. Okay, So, Yes, this song of the servant corresponds to Jesus Christ, and it does refer to the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus was presented as the great teacher. He gave us the five discourses, right? And he's also the great king. He's the son of David, who is the legitimate king of Israel, right? He is the philosopher king, who is the only one who will reign over the whole world justly, in truth and in love. So this is Christ, the first um, direct prophecy of Christ in the book of Isaiah. So as we come together, remembering his grace to us, uh, remember he came exactly as was prophesied. He became what he was told to be. And we are here to remember that he faithfully obeyed the commission of the Father to the end. And we will remember that and we will imitate Christ and try to be faithful to the end. The body of Christ was given to us on the cross. The sinless man died so that the sinful can be forgiven. Let's take this bread as we crush it, remember his sacrifice in the past for us. blood of Christ was shed on the cross to cover our sins and uh, this cup remembers his prom uh, his sacrifice his love he's covering us with his grace with his mantle but this is also a promise of his coming again that uh, he will rapture his bride the church before the wrath of God is poured upon the earth we're here to remember his grace in both the past and the future the blood of Christ shed for us. We take this in remembrance of him. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, our King, our Lord, our Head, our God, we come to you acknowledging you as the second person of Trinity. You have risen from the dead. You have defeated sin and death. And... Um, in you is all our hope and future. We're here um, confessing your name and uh, accepting you as our Savior and our Lord now and forever. We're here to declare our loyalty, our allegiance. We are, we belong to you. We started from being your slaves, your captives, and you have incorporated it into your family. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your sacrifice. And we're here to um, connect the cycle, finish the cycle of love. You started first, we want to pay back with love and obedience. And we pray that you will keep us faithful to the end as we will do our best. As we will forgive, uh, we will um, 
uh, repent our sins and you will forgive our sins and you will empower us to live in righteousness and to glorify your name uh, despite the onslaught of waves of untruths and attacks we will remain faithful to you and we pray at the end you will say I'm glad you are the faithful one we pray in your name Amen Thank you.